What's up gamers? My name is Chris and welcome to episode 2 of season 2 Horton Brothers Grim Video Game Podcast. Joining me of course, the two goobers that are going to say something right now. There's no goobers here. Haha, <laughs> they're goobers, they said something. No, we didn't respond to goobers, we responded <clears throat> to the insult. What a popular thing. I'm a <laughs> So Scott and Zach, how are you guys doing? I'm doing great, Doing man. good, man. How's it going? I just got home from work um, about an hour ago. So um, I'm ready to play some video games, to be honest with you, but I'm also ready to do podcasts, seems like. <laughs> that is nice since we are recording Ho- one. Hopefully. That's, that is great. I'm ready. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> my brain's been kind of oh uh, all over the place today. I've uh, had some some customers that uh yeah there you go there you go has some customers that he had there there was a pause for you to put dot 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 and then fill in the fucking dots yeah we get it (laughs) i'm sure everybody that's worked retail understands and if you haven't worked retail stay the fuck away from it as much as you can (laughs) unless you really want a good discount on stuff you know yeah Mm -hmm. that always helps the discount takes away the sting of the stupidity that I mean, uh, the unknowledgeable customers. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Yeah, working for the public sucks no matter what division of it you do. Yeah, working for the man, and the man is the public, and that is bad. <laughs> I would rather work for the government at that point. <laughs> I will take a month without pay. I just won't show the fuck up. <laughs> oh, I can still keep my job, right? Yep, we're good. All right, I'll see you in a month. I'll see you when you're ready to pay <laughs> me, bitches. But yeah, see, we're on episode two, guys, already. It's, uh, of course, episode one and two this season is going to release at the same time, which is awesome. That's fine, too. So and if you haven't so- listened to episode one, get the fuck out of two. Go back to one. What the wrong with you? Skipping numbers and shit. Yeah, you're 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 moving too fast, man. Slow down. <laughs> Chronological order is the only way to be. And listen, Chronological order is the coolest. When you pump gas into your vehicle, if the numbers don't add up, and it's an even number after you added them together, click it again. <laughs> That's all I gotta say. Chunk, 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 chunk. Don't. Well, yeah. It so guys, have to be a. A zero zero. It just needs to add up to an even number. I guess if it's twenty, that's fine. All right, all right. That's some OCD shit right there, man. Hey, you shut your mouth. Yeah, that's pretty messed up. <laughs> we do not encourage this behavior because that could get you locked up in some kind of psychiatric ward somewhere. Why? Don't do it. You used to pick your. That's too OCD. Well, yeah. So they were delicious back then. And you tried to pick his boogers and wipe them on me, but I ran. <laughs> Because I'm smart. Yes, I had, it was disgusting. I See, my nose had a great purpose when I was a kid. It was nutritious, and it was a defense mechanism. Oh, my so God. boom. Nutritious. Wow. I don't think it was nutritious, boom. bro. I'm alive, and I don't get sick that much, so boom. Oh, Lord. Boom. Nose eating. Pigger. Get your, eat your boogers, people, when you're a kid. Don't, Not when you're an adult. Don't do it. Don't do it you're ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Up to about when you're like six or seven. Anyways. 
So yeah, we're here for episode two. We're going to talk about three awesome games today. Uh, one thing I want you guys to remember is something I haven't mentioned much so far. Please make sure you leave five star rating on iTunes for season two. Comments and comments are huge. Leave a comment. Buy a shirt. And we want to hear from you. We want your feedback. Get a shirt. Wear us out. It's fun. Yeah, wear a shirt. There's a link down in the description of this podcast. We all have shirts. You can buy a Why shirt. Why don't you have shirts? Commemorating. Season one. Commemorating. See, well, I would finish this, but Zach keeps talking. Because I'm doing <laughs> Commemorating good. season one. Commemorating. Of our podcast. And it's awesome. <laughs> Click the link. I think you're going to really love the shirt. 25 bucks. Really sweet deal. Yeah, you can't beat that, man. And it's high quality. It's high quality fabric, and it fits excellent. Saying Fruit of Loom commercial. Nice Shut the hell up. It's nice to your nipples. It's a, oh my it's a God. nipple-friendly shirt. No, we don't talk about <laughs> nipples here. There's kids listening. <laughs> Heavy-duty concert-type shirt with a list on the back of all the games we talked about in, yes. in Season 1. And Can't yep. beat it. pretty epic shirt. Maybe one day we'll become famous. You can come around. We'll sign it. Whatever. Just saying. Then, I don't know. Boom. And you'll be one of the... You could... You know, be selling our HBG season one shirt on eBay one day for triple the value. You never know. Or more. Probably not. Yeah. You could have bought it at a Goodwill store or you found this in podcasts like 20 years from now. Threw it out. (laughs) (laughs) Found it on the side of the road, man, hanging off the corner of a dumpster or something. It's okay. Someone used it as a grease rag. I don't know. Yeah. Homeless man. You're a homeless homeless man. Wiped his butt with it. That's disgusting. And <laughs> was wow. I mean, so you might think you might have thought I would say homeless person would wear it, but no, I'm not insulting homeless people. They would <laughs> use it as a, a, a butt rag. <laughs> oh dear. Okay, it's an adult nappy. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I know she got a Horton Brothers Grimm shirt. Oh yeah, that's my ass wiper. Don't worry about that shirt. But anyway, buy one so you can give it to Goodwill later. So back to the three <laughs> games. So we're going to talk about three games today. Yeah, so make sure if you leave that rating and click thumbs up on whatever service you're listening to. That would be so awesome. And today we're going to talk about three awesome games. Our retro game is a game that is... Mother 2. Elusive. <laughs> it's elusive out there in the collecting scene because it's hard to get a hold of a copy, but it's really It not. is, and the really reason not. it was is... No. Shut up. You can get a copy of it if you really, really want to. I think you have to pay. And it's on the Super bucks, Nintendo, right? Classic, like sixty bucks. No, is it more than the actual that Super Nintendo cartridge goes for at least two hundred? Just the cartridge wow. alone, or is it the? Yeah. Okay, so two hundred. So I need to go find an Earthbound cartridge now. I'll see you guys later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty expensive game, but yeah, Earthbound for the Super Nintendo. Zach will be bringing that to us. Yes. Our current day game is a game that got a lot of hate. When it first came out, it's called Call did. of Duty. Infinite Warfare. Infinite War. Fair. Fair. Mm-hmm. Infinite. And yeah. and now, let's turn your Infinite Warfare into Infinite War Care, guys. So, Scott's going to tell you all about it. It's going to be great. And then, on our future game, I'm going to talk about a retro game. No, you're yeah, not. Yeah, right? It's, it's I am. It's, uh, <laughs> it's called Toe Jam and Earl. It's not Back right. in the groove. It's a, it's a, re- it's a reboot of the first... Toe Jam and Earl that came out in 1994 on Sega Genesis, which was a kind it will of be a on the PC. Game. 
Yes, very crazy game. Got an awesome soundtrack. Yes. So the soundtrack spotlight will be featuring Toe Jam and Earl from the past. And because the future game hasn't come out yet, obviously. So we're going to talk about the retro game soundtrack in the soundtrack spotlight, which I think will be awesome. Okay, well, that is the lineup. So let's get started. Zach, you are batting first. Okay. So get hey, on base, I'm bro. glad you said batting first because Ness, he likes to tone around a bat. Uh, <laughs> especially when you play with him in Super Smash Brothers. So, basically we're talking about a game called Earthbound. Earthbound is known as Mother 2 in Japan. Because there was a game called Mother in 1989, uh, released in Japan only. So we didn't get to see that game. So the reason mm. they called it Earthbound when they released it here instead of Mother 2, is because, of course, Americans would be like, part two to what? So we wouldn't really have any <laughs> knowledge of that game. This game was developed by Ape and HAL Laboratory. Of course, for Nintendo. So it says, only for Nintendo on the actual box. So, of course, you didn't see Earthbound on any other systems. So most most of the time, games stayed on systems back in that day. So... If you had a right. Sega game, you didn't really see it on Super Nintendo unless it was like Mortal Kombat, which was pretty interesting in its in its own self there. So the series, of course, Mother, it was on two platforms, Super Nintendo, Game Boy Advance. Release date in Japan was August 27, 1994, and North America got it in 1995 on June 5th. Of course, this is a role-playing game, and it is single-player. So if you had friends that you wanted to play this game with, well, let's just put it this way. If you played this game, you probably didn't have friends. So mm. you you would be more like me that stayed home pretty much all the time to play video games on the weekend. No sleepovers. We can't have any of that shit. Mm. Can't come over and play with my toys. Plus, I, I wasn't a big person that liked to be sticky or dirty and things like that. And I'm still like that now. And your gas needs to be an even number. But anyway, we'll move it on. <laughs> so. Hey, well, it was an interesting thing. Um, go ahead. I saw just now. Yes. Uh, you said that Ape. Yeah, Ape. Uh, was the company who. Co-developed. Developed yeah, co-developed with Hal yeah. Laboratory. Yes. Um, what's interesting about this, I was just reading their wiki page. About Ape? Um, yes. Oh. Um the guy who was on Ape's staff, his name is Sunkazu Ishihara. Okay. He later became the Pokemon Company's CEO. Nice. And basically this game's sta- Ape staff went and they, when they shut it down in 1995, they went over to a team called Creatures, Inc., which is a big... Uh, part of Pokemon. So this game led to Pokemon. So your drill down for today is brought to you by Chris. That's right. Drill down into Ape Incorporated. (laughs) Play Pokemon. There you go. (laughs) Because we all wanted to know where that shit game for Pokemon came from. Oh, damn. You can't say that here. (laughs) He didn't mean it. It's okay. (laughs) It's... He's just trying to give get get you to 
Don't do it. Just don't. Oh, yeah. We're going to have to cut that the out. The other thing about um, the other thing about Hal Laboratory being a co-developer mm-hmm. is that they were brought in when Ape Inc. was faltering. The company was faltering. And Hal Laboratory came in to help finish the game. Makes sense. That's how they co-developed it. Because Ape was faltering, but then Ape's staff and one of the main people that worked on Mother and Mother 2 became the CEO of Pokemon down the road. Cool. So, that's some boom, pretty cool. So, so how how Laboratory came in to help Ape, but then Ape ended up what dying? Is that right? Yeah, they went. Yeah, they basically. So on the wiki page that says they faltered. Yeah. So so the guy who was in charge of Ape was telling Hal to open the pod bay door, and Hal couldn't do that. Right. Hal nine thousand. Correct. And um, yeah the. And Sunkazu Ishihara had a shirt on that says, Never trust a fault. <laughs> oh my God. Wow. <laughs> well, okay then. But yeah, that's, uh, that's my little tidbit of information there. So go ahead. Well, so I guess you could have let me read this part to you first, but it's. I'll skip it now. Um,. Okay, so the game was Never originally scheduled for release in 1993, but the game was completed around May 1994. So before we went on this tangent about Ape, I was going to tell you that uh, the game did have a lengthy development period of about five years. And Wow. Yeah. Um, returning staff that made Mother... Included a writer or director named Shigesatu Itoi and lead programmer Satoru Iwata. Uh, he is later the president of Nintendo um, and a couple composers. Uh, Suzuki and Tanaka incorporated a diverse range of popular and exotic styles in the soundtrack. So, you want to listen to the music from this thing? There's and it, it goes with the goofy style of the game. So you had like salsa music, reggae, dub music, shit like that. Um, and let's see, most of the staff did work on the original game. Um, the game did uh, have, like, threats of cancellation uh, until uh, Satoru Wata joined and helped them. You know, I guess, I don't know, maybe he soothed them tonight. You know, like, yeah, go night-night, I can sing you a lullaby so we can go ahead and finish <laughs> this game. I have no idea. Can't get people to do their job, you slap them and move on, right? That's mm. just my opinion. But somebody might not like my opinion. So the game, yeah, the the game was, uh, kind of pointed toward uh, Americana or Western culture, and they wanted non gamers to actually play it too. So that's why it had like the goofy tone it had. Where you can you know use pencil erasers to remove. Uh, pencil statues, just different weird shit like that in the game. Mm-hmm. It had like a $2 million promotional campaign back then. $2 million. Just imagine that. Back in wow. fucking 95. $2 million. <laughs> that was when $2 million was actually oh worth $2 God. million. Dollars, right? And <laughs> the promotion was to say that the game stinks. 
<laughs> so I'm guessing they were trying bad. to do, you know, reverse psychology there. <laughs> so that's really weird. Uh, I don't know if I would spend $2 million to spread the word that my game sucks, you know, whatever. But I, I'm pretty sure it was done sarcastically. Um, and of course, we already talked about Mother 2. The title was changed to avoid confusion uh, because we wouldn't have known in North America what it was a sequel to. Now, Ness, the main character, uh, became a featured character in Super Smash Brothers uh, in, I think it was 1999. I'm not sure it was Super Smash Brothers. Yeah, it was on the 64 first, right? Mm-hmm. Was it? No, there was a GameCube version afterwards. Yeah, so 64 GameCube. Was there? Yeah, Super Smash Brothers and GameCube version. Anyways, of course, you can still play him now. He's on the Switch version, too. <laughs> and, of course, he's got his baseball bat with him. Um, There was a, Jap- a Japan-only sequel, and it was called Mother 3, of course. So, if you want to play it, good luck. Uh, you'll just have to get you a, a Super Famicom and, uh, <laughs> and buy the cartridges from fucking Japan to play it. Uh, hopefully, you can uh, read Japanese. Otherwise, you're going to be playing a game. You don't know what the hell's going on. Mm, yep. Now, there was a worldwide release of Earthbound, the actual game, uh, with the Wii U uh, Virtual Console. So, if you still have a Wii U... You may still be able to get this on your Wii U and play the Virtual Console version, which is still the same version. You can get probably also, just ran with a, uh, what do you call it, emulator. And what was you going to say? You can also get it on the Super Nintendo Classic. If It is on there. If, oh, yeah, it, it does come on the, the Classic version, the, the little mini Super Nintendos that they put out. Yeah. It's part of the, what, I was gonna so, say, I thought like I 25 games that they put on that thing. Yeah, I was going to say, I thought I remembered seeing yeah. it in the game list. So, if you want to play it, I mean, that's pretty inexpensive way to play it. You don't have to pay $200 for a cartridge, plus find a fucking system, and mm-hmm. the one that works. So, now, gameplay, of course, it's just your normal um, RPG back then. You know, you usually have four people in your... Uh, in your team now, this is a specific four people at all times: is Ness, Paula, Jeff, and Pooh. I'm not sure why the person's named Pooh, but maybe they stink. I don't know. It's just weird. But to not, I don't know anything about Mother. So to tell you, it it's like ten years after Mother is what this is set in. And uh, of course, you start off as Ness, which we've already talked about and it was like a meteorite crash that was nearby and then it was like an alien force called the I think it's I don't know how to pronounce it properly but I think it's Gigas is that right Gigas Gigas I don't know something like that let's see I don't really have any other information I want to talk about as far as this game goes Um, I did get to play some of it a little bit but I haven't just dove down and actually just tried to finish it. Because it is a super long game for me. 
sort of like yeah, any other wrong. any other RPG that you would play. And uh, if you don't really have time to just sit and play it, I you know I would play it if you got time. That's basically what I'm saying. Uh, it it has great reviews over the years. People still relish about this game. You can see how uh, well collectible the cartridge itself is. Um, and plus, it's just very rare to have. Just like several other games that just really people just like, eh, that's just not my thing. And that's why they really tried to gear it towards, uh, you know, like being like a parody type game. So that way they can get other people to play it that aren't normally just gamers. Plus, you didn't have mass gamers back then anyway because every one of us were probably just like teenagers scott i think you were a teenager right almost i think you graduated high school in 93 yep i graduated in 93 so 95 i would have been eight 19 yeah ish so i was what 13 something like that yeah something like that yeah so i was in my teenage years and I did play some of the RPGs that came out. Uh, Earthbound never really came across my, uh, I guess, eye line. I didn't. I don't remember seeing it where we used to rent games, which everybody knows the name of that place, right? <laughs> of course. <laughs> if you listened in, the ep- in season one, you should know this. And if you remember it, put it in the comments. Let us know. Hashtag blank. Yeah, now you got to go watch or listen to every podcast we ever have. <laughs> you have homework. You have homework. Oh Love wow, stone. there were there were novel adaptations of this game. Yeah, it's kind of crazy, right? Yeah. Let's see, See, there's the, a um, Earthbound. Scott, you looking Earthbound. at that list? Yeah, Earthbound and Earthbound Two were adapted into novels in Japan by writer Seori Kumi. Books are reportedly filled of extra details, and while they're officially only available in Japanese, yes. there are fan projects aimed at translating them. Wow. So. Yeah, there's... Um, oh, and the one thing I want to tell you about South Park. Um, Trey Parker uh-huh, was influenced by this game. Oh yeah, this game is, is if I watched the Angry Video Game Nerd episode on it, and it's about forty minute video. Which is what the hell do you have to be about, pissed off about in this game? It wasn't that hard. You just had to well, sit down and play it. Necessarily, not necessarily. He's pissed off at the game. He just it's such a long game that he talks about it for a long time. Right, of course. And he, he does have some complaints, of course, always. But I watched that, and I mean, it basically shows the whole. You know, gives you the whole gist of the story. If it's a game that you don't have time to play, you could watch that. Um, I recommend that that video is pretty good. One of his better episodes. Yeah, is on this yeah, game. It, it just came out last year. It does take a while to play Earthbound. Uh, yeah, you, you'll uh, you'll lose a whole Saturday and another Saturday and probably a couple other Saturdays unless you're just using a walkthrough. And back then, if you wanted to walk through, you'd pay $25 for one. So guess who didn't have walkthroughs? Yep. Yeah. This guy. I had no walkthrough. There was no fucking internet. You wanted to go somewhere, you either walk there or beg somebody to take you before they left the house. And then they would drop you off somewhere and then not come back and pick you up because they had to go to work for a few hours. 
Those types of things. <laughs> so when you go somewhere, you better be damn sure you're ready to be there for a while. Now you can get a fucking Uber anywhere. Or yep. a Lyft. See, I, I remember when, uh, what was it called? Gamefacts.com. That oh was my the, God, that was Game the, FAQs was so shit. Yeah. That was the main place to go if you had issues or questions about And that's after the internet actually got uh, to us. Yep. Uh, we had dial-up for, well, I would say up until a few years ago, basically, is all you could get was dial-up unless you had the satellite shit. Mm-hmm. Um, or you used like an air card when they first came out. And those were super expensive because you didn't really have any unlimited data. And even on like your DSL and your Comcast and your cable, they limit your data to like one terabyte. And I'm like, this makes no fucking sense to limit me when I'm paying you money. And it's mm-hmm. not that big a deal, guys. Come on. Stop charging for everything. Now nah, they'll never do that. <laughs> well, I found an article. Um, Scott mentioned one of the facts on there about the uh, novels. Right. When I, the one I thought was funny is this article is uh, 10 Fun Facts About the Mother series. And I will link this down in the description of the podcast, guys, if you want to look at the whole list. But the one that's pretty funny is talking about Nintendo censorship. Oh, God, mm-hmm. yeah. They censored everything. Um, so Earthbound, of course, was not an exception to this when it came to America. Um, so, you know, they believe that anybody who plays games are too innocent and fragile <laughs> to handle real realities of existence of alcohol in drugstores. So anytime there was a drugstore mentioned or in the Japanese version, they changed it in the American version to just stores. Oh my God. Like we didn't know what a fucking drugstore was. Where you got fucking Tylenol. It says here, it says alcohol was, was changed to coffee, right? So yeah, wow. you got you got NPCs running around that are literally drunk off of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean you like got really just <laughs> we need to really tell these kids we need to really distract these kids from not drinking coffee. They get drunk. I really gotta yeah, go play yeah. this game again. Now now some things make a lot more sense. Yeah. <laughs> then there's a they got rid of references to name brands like Star Wars and Coca Cola. Mm-hmm. Censored those out. So just different little things that they're in the game that was censored, which I thought was pretty interesting. Well, they didn't want to be sued, probably by Coca Cola. Or right, yeah, I, I guess think it was in the original game. Rampant production. I don't know. <laughs> These kids are gonna want Coke, guys, and they're gonna get fat. Guess what? We got fucking fat anyway, and it's all because it's of fat your, anyway. And you get it's all because of your fake colors, your man-made colors out of petroleum byproducts, fuckers. Yeah, I said that. You're eating gasoline, uh-huh. kids. Uh, Good luck. Listen to this number number three on this list. It says NES era Nintendo games were hard. That in itself is hardly a secret. Reportedly, though, the original mother was so difficult that Shigeru Miyamoto admitted he only beat the game by using the debug mode. <laughs> take that, take that, Ninja Gaiden. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shoot, Ninja Gaiden's hard too, dude. I'm telling you, when <laughs> yep. you fight that last dude after you free, 
uh, if anybody's never seen the end of Ninja Gaiden, spoiler alert. Uh, spoiler alert here. It's coming. Uh, after you spoiler. free your father from his hypnotic state, the Jaquai throws a fireball and your father jumps in front of it and dies. So let me tell you this. How pissed off I was when this happened. I'm like, I came all this way to fucking save him. I get him out of his trance, and now he's fucking dead. All this time, I thought he was dead in the first place. Now he's really fucking dead. So I'm, like, hurt and everything all in one. And then, when you fight Jaqui or whatever the fuck his name is, he throws two fireballs at you while he's moving side to side. There's three pillars in the room. Two of them are close together. One is super far away. Good luck beating this fucking game without a cheat code. <laughs> hey, I know somebody that beat that game without a cheat code. I don't know who that may be. That was Chris Horton, by the way, guys. That's me. I don't think so. There, no proof. There's proof. People saw me do it. I don't think so. <laughs> who? It yeah, but is there video? Where is there video footage? Where the fuck are these people? <laughs> and how blind were they? From the late. I mean, the early 90s, do I have video footage? No. Um, I wish I did. I, you know, I recorded Mega Man X with a VCR. Yeah, we didn't have VCR back in the early 90s. What? We didn't get a VCR until, like... Uh, you're, I think you're, not, you're misremembering here. Let's see. Dude, Mega. we 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 used Maybe to didn't have... Maybe 93. We didn't have anything to watch for a long time except for a VCR. You know I know that. I'm saying it was probably 91, 92 when we got a VCR. Yeah. We er, early 90s, yeah. I, I could see Mega that. Mega Man early X 90s. came out in 93, friend. But that don't mean you... I, mean, I didn't say you wouldn't have VCR in 93. I'm saying that when I beat Ninja Gaiden, we did not have a VCR. That's very so possible. Because that, that was lived on in our US. house in Mantach. But uh, What? No, there's no way in hell. Yes, no. I beat that game. You beat that game. The house we'll Mantech. fight about it, but it's I fine. Did. I beat that game. I don't believe you. Um, I did. Well, I was on one of but it's that beat. Well, here's the thing: you didn't believe me when I told you I beat Wrath of Black Mana, which I did. Because I believed you. No, you didn't. Me. You're like, I don't believe you. And then nobody believed me about Mega Man X, so I had to fucking do it again, and that's the reason I put it through the VCR. Because <laughs> I was going to give you some fucking proof. And you never watch the tape because, you know, it's whatever. And I can't find the tape now, so fuck off. Well, yeah. Um, if it would even work these days. Anyway, Earthbound. Great game. Play it. Don't mind the coffee drunks. Be okay. <laughs> get, yeah, game. make sure you pick it up on the Wii U. Uh, no, no, no. Get the S. Oh, you could buy Wii U's for $200. Um, no, I'm saying you can't get it on the store, though. I bet you still can. I bet they'll take your money. <laughs> no, you don't know. I thought they shut that yeah, down. Yeah, I think they did, too. It was a joke. Um, but, yeah, you can pick it up on the Super Nintendo Classic. I'm hoping like they'll do bucks. something for the Switch. You know, they you know they put the some free games out, like, each week or something like that. Uh, this week, the this past week, the one that it came out, there was uh, of course Ninja Gaiden before it. Now there's a Ninja Gaiden special, so you can fight the last two 
boss fights. So you fight to free your father from the statue. And then you had to fight the Jaqui. And he looks like a big-ass flying bundle of grapes shooting fireballs at you. Yeah, he's tough. And he's not easy. Mm-hmm. That whole last, the whole last uh, part of that game, you had to fight like three bosses. It was, it was two. And it, there was a third one too. Hmm. Where? Yeah, there's a third one. It does not make it. it and that last stage. The last stage was, was the bosses. statue, and then Jacqui, because you you didn't fight your dad that was in the suit. You just fight the statue and freeze him, and then you fight Jacqui. Jacqui's the demon. It doesn't matter. Let's move on. Hello? Hold on. I'm looking at it. Hold on. He's looking it up, mm-hmm. folks. So I remember being three bosses. Well, you might have thought there were three bosses because there was your dad in a suit, but you had to cl- kill the ball. Yeah, there's three bosses at the end. You got... The masked devil, you got Jacquio, Jacquio, Jacquio. Then you have to fight. Then you have to fight the demon sculpture. Oh, okay. See, so I didn't make it that far. I guess I couldn't beat Jacquie. Yeah. So let me look at this. Why does the demon sculpture? Why is this a thing? Yeah, I see it. Yeah, you're right. Fuck off. <laughs> that's what I do. I told you I beat that game. Alright, so I guess that's all we got to say for Earthbound then. Well, how do you beat Jaquie? Okay, I'll take silence as confirmation. Yes, Earthbound mm-hmm. is finished. Play it. It's pretty good. The strategy guide was it's expensive. With the to to beat Jaquie is all about finding the pattern. That's it. I mean it's like any other boss. It's a pattern to it. And timing. Plus, it's good to have if you can get there with the uh, the spinning blades. That's always nice to have. Well, in the special edition, it takes like after you free your uh, father from the statue, it takes away your special weapon to fight Jaquie. So it's just a blank. Yep. It's a pretty cool ending. It's it's tough. It's a tough ending than any goddamn game is, without a doubt. One of the toughest ever. All right, well, let's move on then. I guess we're going to move on to segment two. Uh, in our little break here, we're going to have our commercial. We're going to have a commercial for you for about... It's going to be about something. I don't know what it is yet because it hasn't made up yet. <laughs> <laughs> Might, might be advertised on our website or something like that. So we'll give you a little more information on where to find us on the YouTubes and the internets, all kinds of stuff. That's probably what this commercial will be about. Just kind of a directional map to find us anywhere out there on the internet if you have access to any kind of social media. All right. Anyway, you guys enjoy the break, and we'll see you for part two today. We'll be talking about Call of Duty Infinite Warfare with Scott. All right, people, enjoy the break.
Hello, HBG listeners. This is Chris, and I'm here to briefly tell you about some places you can find our podcast that you may not have thought of. Now, of course, you're listening to us right now on your favorite provider, but if you want to change providers, I want you to know where you can find us. So, first off, you can find us at HortonBrothersGrimm.com, which will take you straight to our Podbean webpage. That'll update our episodes as soon as they're released. So check that out. Save it on your bookmarks and all that good stuff so you can listen to it on your desktop. That would be great. Of course, you can find us on iTunes. You can find us on Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, and most other places you can find a podcast. Usually, you can download one of those apps that lets you search for podcasts everywhere, and you'll find us there, Horton Brothers Grimm. So make sure you're listening to us in your favorite place so you can access us anywhere and with ease. All right, and I also want to encourage you to check out our YouTube channel, where you can find past episodes of all of our podcasts and special videos of us three knuckleheads playing some games together, having a good time. Or you can also see us do some solo live streams. So please go and subscribe and click that notification bell so you'll be notified when Horton Brothers Grimm's live on our YouTube channel. And I just want to encourage you to check out one of the videos there because it's my favorite. It is a speed run race between Zach and Zach. If you remember, our stepbrother Zach joined us for an episode 7 of season 1. He will be joining us again soon, so we'll see you soon, Zach. And then, of course, Zach from Horton Brothers Grimm, they race in Mega Man X, and it is so fun. They see who can make it the furthest in one hour. So check that video out. It's really fun. I'll link it right down in the description of this podcast. So please click it, give it a like, give it a watch. I think you'll enjoy it. All right, well, that's all from me for now. I'll quit rambling, and we're going to get back to our existential nonsense. Alright guys, welcome back. Hope you enjoyed that little commercial about you know where to find us out there. You know, you know. Just go out there and check us out. All the places I listed. I'm sure I listed a bunch. <laughs> and we appreciate you being here and hanging around for section or segment or part section. two could be any of those things we're on part two now we're going to talk about the current day game which is call of duty infinite warfare yeah yeah and scott has gathered gathered up so much information about it he's just dying to tell you about it so scott (laughs) go right here man appreciate that jethro Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah okay so everybody knows anybody that's heard of call of duty infinite warfare this game caught lots of flack. What's Call a lot of Duty? Of people, a lot of people didn't <laughs> like this game. What's and we'll get to that. We'll get to the reasons behind that in, in just a minute. Was that like two the, years uh, ago? The, right? Three years ago. Yeah, it came. It came out actually now. Two and a half. Years almost ago. three years ago. It's like What's, no, it was November, so it was like two and a half years. Ago. Right. Uh, the developer was Infinity Ward. Uh, publisher was Activision. IW Engine was the engine they re- used for the game. It was released November the 4th, 2016 for PC, PlayStation 4, and X-Bone. X-Bone. It was a first-person shooter and had three different play modes, single-player campaign, multiplayer, PvP, and zombies. All right, so here's the gist of the game. Zombies. The plot for the campaign mode, for single-player campaign. Okay, so 
Earth's natural resources have been depleted, and because of this, the countries of the world unite in a alliance, the United Nations Space Alliance, and they set out to colonize the other planets in the solar system. Okay, so in doing so, they piss some people off because some of the colonists and a lot of other people who were born off-planet in the other colonies, say on Mars, became unhappy with the way things were being handled. So they form the Settlement Defense Front, and they engage in a war with the UNSA to secede from the Union, so to speak. After the war, time passed, the SDF, they build up this this big fleet of warships and they decided to attack earth. All right. That's where the campaign mode starts during the initial attack. All right. As I said there, there is a zombies, of course. I mean, it's a call of duty game. So what's a call of duty game without zombies, right? The main, the main villain in the zombies plot is a guy named Willard Weiler. And he is a movie producer. Well, Mr. Weiler makes a deal with the devil, the deal with the demon named Mephistopheles, to trap people in his movies to collect their souls. Well, he gets to feeling guilty and realizes he's made a mistake. So he comes up with this plan. It takes him years. He goes into he goes into seclusion for several years, and he decides to enact his plan. He traps four wannabe actors in the movies that he's made over the years. And these actors have to fight through hordes of zombies and other monsters to win their freedom. Instead of winning their freedom, however, after they've defeated every monster boss in the game, they discover that they're stuck in an endless loop and they can't get out. So they decide to try to work together to come up with a plan to destroy Mephistopheles. Now this is the deal that he made with Mephistopheles, I don't know if anybody out there is familiar with the story of Faust, but this is the kind of deal he made. He made a deal with the demon Mephistopheles to live forever, and all he had to do was bring souls of the innocent to the demon. So, anyway, that's where they got the idea that's for that, fair. I think. But why did they have to be innocent? Why couldn't it just be anybody? Now, I don't know. It's weird. You'd figure they'd be so, okay with eating filth. Yeah, whatever. Right, right. So, anyway, like I was talking about the reception of the game. So, when the initial trailer came out, it was criticized for being too futuristic. All right. Well, this came from the nerds that didn't like the fact that Call of Duty nerds. games were getting more future, more futuristic with every installment of the game that come out after it. Uh, these guys, they they were more into the whole. I don't know, the 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 World War One, World War Two, those kinds of games, because I, I guess they just liked the lack of technology. Maybe I don't know if it was more of a challenge, or or what. But anyway, um, fun fact: the trailer for this game is the fifth most disliked video on YouTube. Nice. Yeah, it had <laughs> at the time of this recording. 3.7 million dislikes on this video <laughs> on YouTube, okay? Damn. Yeah, I know, right? These people were seriously hating on this game, man. Sh- and that's even 
That's even really before sheeple. it came yeah. out to be played, okay? So, anyway, after the game got released, the single-player campaign got a lot of praise and was called a definite improvement over the campaign mode of Call of Duty Black Ops 3. Yes, Black Ops 3's campaign was awful. Yep. And it, it received generally favorable reviews from the console community, but the PC community still, you know, they were, you know, kind of straddling the fence. They, they gave it mixed, mixed reviews. Because we're hardcore, motherfucker. Right, right, right. Boom. And so that was just for the campaign mode. Now, the multiplayer reception got a lot, I mean, multiplayer got a lot of criticism. They said because it was an exact copy of Black Ops 3's multiplayer, okay, and in fact, some of the features that were included in Black Ops Three were actually taken out, like uh, some of the player cust- the, the the character customization, uh, the the weapons loadout, and things like that. They weren't as in depth as Black Ops Three was. So overall, that mode didn't get a, a very good didn't get a very good reception. People didn't like. Well, it. you know, when and, you play Call of Duty, you play it for the multiplayer. Well, yeah, and that's, you know, some folks are like that, and I'm, I, I was like never the story. one of those, but... Personally, I like the story a lot better, but, you know, what mm-hmm. they did with mm-hmm. Black Ops 4 was give us no story. Yeah, I know, man, and that, that bums me out. But, so, gameplay for the campaign, the it was pretty sweet. I, I liked it. I mean, you know, the space battles was my favorite part. Flying the sh- flying the uh, the jackal spacecraft. Nerd. I mean, you know, the <laughs> just the the you know the the air to air combat was just was pretty cool. Uh, the controls for the aircraft were simple; they weren't complicated. You could fly the you could fly the ship, and and do you know do battle. If you've if you've ever played a flight simulator game, the this was nowhere near as complicated as one of those. Uh, the ground combat, though, was a little bit more, I don't know, it took a little longer than the previous installments of these games that I played because they had a lot of characters that were what I, what we, what they call bullet sponges. I mean, a lot of the AI enemies had a lot of, you know, had armor that was just, it was just crazy tough. I mean, you could shoot, you had to shoot some of them in the head like three or four times to kill them. And, and that's... That to me is amping the difficulty up too far, and it slows down the progression, slows down the gameplay. Now, uh, the the armaments, the weapons that you could use. I mean, they had a lot of a lot of cool weapons, in my opinion. They had a lot of energy weapons. The energy weapons that they had did, um, you know, did a lot more damage against the the combat bots, the infantry bots, but. You know, there were there were larger big robot big mechs in the game, big big freaking huge robots that you couldn't hurt with with any kind of, of small arms, you know, machine guns and stuff. You just couldn't hurt them. You had there were some super powerful energy guns, energy weapons that you could use that were like, I don't know, like mini guns only with sustained bursts of, of you know, energy that would do damage to these big mechs. Um, now, as far as, uh, playing a game for the story mode, the campaign, if that's the kind of thing you like, 
I, I recommend this game because I enjoyed playing through the campaign mode. I'm I'm a campaign mode kind of guy. Okay, I would rather play the story mode of these games than anything else. Uh, I am very disappointed that, as you were mentioned earlier, you know, Black Ops Four. I'm very disappointed that they got rid of the of the the whole story mode, and several other games in the same genre have done the same thing. They they've just gone strictly PVP or battle royale like Black Ops Four did, and I I just I'm not a fan of that. I mean, there are black there are, there are battle royale games that I've played that are really cool. I mean, we've talked about them on this podcast. Yeah. I mean, you know, PUBG, Fortnite. We've talked about these games. Well, the and Call of Duty Battle Royale Blackout mode is not bad at all. I mean, it plays really well. The problem mm-hmm. is they didn't put out a story, too. So they they made a Battle Royale and no story. I mean, mm-hmm. come on. But you still have your other game modes. T, uh, you know, TDM, um, Capture Flag. You also have uh, Heist. Well... Yeah, heist. Heist is pretty fun. So basically, oh, yeah. it it plays kind of like um, CS:GO, with mm-hmm. you know you can buy you know armor or extra ammo right in the beginning, or you can win around, save up your money and buy score streaks, different things like that. Hmm. <clears throat> well, that's pretty cool. Um. Like I was saying, I, I recommend this game if you like the story. I mean, from what I've read about it, from what I, the research that I did, the, the multiplayer is lacking in uh, Infinite Warfare. Uh, so if PvP is the only reason you play these games, I'll be honest, you might want to skip this one because, you know, from everything I've seen, it's just not as, it doesn't stand up to the other ones. It's not as good. Just keep playing Black um, Ops 3, right? Right, yeah, because you know it's basically keep, the same keep thing. Keep your money for your season pass, <laughs> right? Um, some uh, some well-known actors, athletes, athletes lend their voices to this game. Yeah, I know it's it's interesting. Um, like actors, you know, as far as in campaign mode, Kit Harrington, the guy that played Jon Snow on Game of Thrones, mm, he's the he Game of Thrones. But anyway, anyway. Well, some of our listeners probably. Oh, if you like Game of is. Thrones, then uh, we're not friends. <laughs> anyway, Kit Kit Harrington, he's the he's the voice of the main villain in the campaign mode. His name is Rear Admiral Salen Koch. Yeah, I know. You say Rear Crotch? <laughs> yeah, sounded like it, right? <laughs> I think they got anyway, confused so- which way they wanted to go with that one. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, um, UFC fighter Conor McGregor does a voice in this oh game. My God. He he voices uh, the settlement defense front captain Bradley Fillion. Uh, there's a Formula One racer who's voiced in this ga- who voices this in uh, which a is unknown because he wasn't in yeah. uh, Need for Speed Underground too. <laughs> right. His uh his name is uh Lewis Hamilton. He is the voice of Electrotechnical Officer Carl Hamilton Hamilton Carl. on on the the Good Guys ship. Uh and Claudia Black. I don't know if you remember her or not, but she was on Farscape and Stargate SG one. So no, that's a she's, no, I do not remember her because I did not watch those shows. She's she's the voice of Chief Engineer Audrey McCallum. Uh 
I know the and, zombie uh, the, people like Seth Green and stuff. Right, right. Zombies, they're well-known actors. We had Seth Green, yeah. who was on... Um, A lot of shit. Robot Chicken. Well... He was on... Austin Powers. Uh, he was on Austin Powers. He played Scott yeah. on Austin Scott. Powers. He was also... He was also on Buffy the Vampire Slayer, which yeah. is, I think, where he got his start. Yeah, he was a big character on there. Right. And he plays a character on in the zombie mode called Poindexter Zitterman. Yep. Uh, Paul Rubens. Pee Wee Herman. Pee Wee Herman fame. Was the villain. Plays the villain named Willard Weiler. He's the movie director. And uh, David Hasselhoff voices himself as Michael Knight. (laughs) From Kevin Knight Rider. Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith, Silent Bob himself, voices a character in his game. He is himself as a chainsaw-wielding maniac. Yes. Pam Greer, I don't know if you guys, anybody out there would know who Pam Greer is. I don't know if you do, anybody that listens to I've heard to the name, podcast. but I don't have a clue who the fuck she is. She was, a, she, she was in, a fa- in a movie called uh, Jackie Brown. Oh. Back okay. back in the 80s. Yeah, okay. Uh, she, she voices herself as a martial arts instructor. That's pretty sweet. Uh, yeah, that's pretty cool. Because she was in, you know, she was in a lot of those uh, 70s and 80s um, action movies. You know, the B action movies. B action. B Arthur. Yeah. Right. And uh, Cassandra Peterson. Nobody really knows this woman's real name, but she was Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. You know, the host of those campy horror movies and whatnot. She's in this game. Oh, my God. And Jason Muse. He plays himself. Jay. Jay to Kevin Smith's Silent Bob plays himself, and from what I understand, dies quickly in this game. <laughs> so, anyway, um, just some interesting facts, in, in, interesting information to have about it. Um, you guys have anything to add or any questions? I got um, got something to say. Call of Duty sucks. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I will agree games. some of some of them some of them do. <laughs> I'm not a big fan of Call of Duty games, it's just not my game. A lot of people love them, but uh I see the appeal. I definitely agree with that I'd rather play a campaign mode if I was going to play that game. I'd rather play the campaign mode and have a good story. Mm-hmm. Then then maybe it makes the multiplayer more interesting. Right. Like Halo. You know, Halo did a great job with that, making the multiplayer was pretty much more interesting to me because I like the story mode. So I was like, I'll continue to play the multiplayer then. That's how I get to play multiplayer. That's how. But most people are like, it's all about about catering to the professional gamers now. Yeah, forget that shit. They want their game to be one of the ML, you know, MLG Esports, you know. Yeah. So that's why a lot of these multiplayer like these first person shooters are just going strictly online multiplayer because they want their game to be featured on the mlg they'll sell tons of copies because people want to practice and get good right and you know they want to cater they want to cater to the 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 what is it the the armchair cowboys you know the guys that are billy joe badass with a controller in their hand but not shit anywhere else
That's all I have to add about Call of Duty. Infinite Warfare. <laughs> what about you, Z? You got anything? Um, wasn't the biggest fan of Infinite Warfare. I'm going to join those millions of people that uh, probably click dislike on that video. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this game, man, it, it definitely caught a lot of shit, dude. Uh, I, mean, I, I could have just kept playing Black Ops 3. Literally, I owned Black Ops 3. loved Black Ops 3. I loved the futuristic shit. Mm-hmm. But... I, I understand why they went futuristic with it. I mean, they even called it Infinite Warfare. But you gotta try a little harder than making... I don't know. Yeah, it, it's hard to explain hmm. when... It's just... Let's, let's put it this way. Activision is a turd. And if you polish a turd, <laughs> it's still gonna get shit everywhere. And it's still gonna stink. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. I suppose. Yeah, I, I was dis. I mean, I was disappointed that it got such a bad rap because I mean, it was one of these. It was one of the Call of Duty games that I actually looked forward to. Now, I'll be honest. I don't think I it, liked Call of Duty Ghost, but nobody else did. Ghost was okay. It's it. It was the consoles that decided to. They should have. Let's put it this way: it should have never been on. The Wii U, ever, the system. Why would they? The system just didn't have. <laughs> yeah, it's not built enough that kind of game, man. to push that as far as what the graphics should have been. Yeah. Now the Wii U is a great well, system, even though a lot of people didn't like it. But now you have the Switch, which is essentially a Wii U, except for you can mm-hmm. take it with you or put it into a dock. Now, that was what they wanted to do with the Wii U. It's just their hardware wasn't able to uh, give enough competition to other consoles. Right. Which, their Switch right now, they need to work on the, the, the heating issue with it, but that's my opinion. Hmm. They need to let me test these Which- fucking things before they put them out. <laughs> Now, there was one of the games, one of the Call of Duty games, it was Black Ops. Call of Duty Black Ops. Black Ops 1 and Black Ops 2 were the best two They were freaking ever. awesome. But I didn't like them until I actually played them on the Xbox. Because well, we yeah, had... that was all I played them on was the Xbox. The Xbox 360. Right, well, we had Black Ops on the Wii. You did? Yeah, Ew. I got. The, I had it on the. I've, I had it on the Wii. Matt played Ew. it. My son, he played it. Ew. No wonder and you didn't. He like could it. play it. I couldn't. I could. There. It was just freaking ridiculous. The reason you couldn't you got, play it is because controls were fucking garbage. That's right. On the, the Wii, controls were horrible. That's correct. They wanted. They. Were, I mean, the Wii was great for the games that they had, but do not put mm-hmm. a fucking shooter on the Wii. You do you remember the game Zombie U? On the Wii U, mm, I missed that you used one. the tablet. Oh my god, that was a crappy game. I mean, there, mm-hmm. a lot of people liked it, but I thought it was crappy. But that's, like I said, my opinion. So if you don't like my opinion, don't listen to this show. <laughs> my opinion mm-hmm. comes out a lot. But anyway, I think we. I think your opinion is tangent. Fine. We went on too much of a tangent from uh, Call of Duty, and we started talking about consoles. Maybe one day we should pick a console and talk about it. Maybe so. Maybe so. 
All right. Well, I think we've wrapped up Call of Duty then, boys. I think it sounds good. Dick and the mashed um, potatoes. Well, guess we need to move on to our little break here. We're going to be talking about the soundtrack spotlight for today's episode, which is about Toe Jam and Earl retro games. Because the soundtrack is pretty awesome. And that's the game we're going to be talking about in the future game is the reboot of Toe Jam and Earl. It comes out March the 1st, 2019. So stay tuned for after the break. We'll talk about that briefly. And uh, yeah, stick around. See you in a moment. Hey guys, it's Chris, and it's time for me to bring you today's HBG Soundtrack Spotlight. Soundtrack Spotlight is brought to you by Horton Brothers Grimm's Season 1 Commemorative T-Shirt. This concert-style tee is comfortable, stylish, and just plain cool. Get yours today by clicking the store link in the description of this podcast. Toe Jam and Earl is usually listed amongst the best games to come out in the 90s. And one of the big reasons is its soundtrack. The tunes on this game are so unique and I guarantee you will be whistling them for hours after listening just one time. And just to prove my point, check out a sample of the third track, Funkotronic Beat, and I dare you not to enjoy it. The seven tracks are heralded by me and many others as some of the best video game tracks to have ever been created. You can enjoy these wonderful tunes free of charge just by clicking the YouTube link in the description or by just Google searching Toe Jam and Earl Soundtrack. Today's Soundtrack Spotlight was brought to you by the HBG Season 1 Commemorative T-Shirt. Click the link and get yours today. Now... Let's get back to this groovy podcast. Welcome back from the break. I hope you enjoyed the soundtrack spotlight featuring my lovely voice. And of course, sponsored by the Horton Brothers Grimm Season 1 t-shirt. Check out the link down in the description to buy your very own $25 Horton Brothers Graham Season 1 t-shirt and also a little bit of the proceeds of that not a lot maybe like $2 a shirt goes to us and we will buy Zachary some breath mints or something why do I need breath mints <laughs> I can't tell you the. I've got feedback but don't worry about that it's okay bro <laughs> this guy I don't I don't know who you've been talking to but it's not true <laughs> So it brings us to section, segment, or part three of today's podcast. And I'm going to be talking about Toe Jam and Earl Back in the Groove will be releasing on March the 1st, 2019. This is a reboot of a game that came out in the 90s, around 94, for the Sega Genesis. It was a Sega Genesis exclusive game. Um, Toe Jam and Earl. So now that it's Nintendo on Sega, it's going to be on Switch. <laughs> this is actually being released only on PC. What? That's cool, too. 
uh, to start. It could make its way to the consoles if it does well. I'm pretty That's sure this thing. will end up on the Switch. The uh, game... Oh, yeah. Definitely could. It definitely could end up on other, you know, platforms. We'll see. Um, Toad Jam and Earl now, Back in the Groove will be released on Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. What? I'm reading it right now from the link you put in your notes, sir. Oh, I didn't think it was getting the That's release. What, I thought they had they to scale it back. They must have updated it. Um, but it says it will be released, so that's that's good news because I probably am gonna want to play this on the Switch because I love my Switch. Like it's it's a big part of me right now. And if you don't have Switch a Switch, get one. Yeah, the Switch is amazing. And I guess I must have uh, misread that, so I apologize for the inaccurate information. Thank you, Zach, for correcting that. You're welcome. So it'll be on the console. I'm just then. happy to be, be the one out, correcting somebody this time. It's about time. <laughs> <laughs> well, one out of 17 or 18 ain't yeah, bad, you know, right? right? Yeah, you, you, <laughs> sun shines on a dog's ass every once in a while. <laughs> so, something, a lot of you probably have never played Toe Jam and Earl. You should go check it out. Uh, look up some footage of it. It's a pretty quirky game uh, about two aliens that crash land on Earth. And they're supposed to, what their, their job is they're just trying to get off Earth. And they've taken the game, the first one, and they've retooled it, rebooted it. But they also added some of the things that were in the sequels to this game that people liked. But they did not, the uh, sequels weren't well received. But there was a few sections of the game, a few gameplay elements that people did like. And one of the things I like that the developer's doing is because it's one of the original developers of the game that's uh, creating this. They actually got feedback from the community because this game has got a cult following. It's uh, what's funny about Toe Jam and Earl is it started off on the Sega Genesis as a f- not successful game. It wasn't successful right away, but it over the years it it grew. Over the first few years it grew, and Sega ended up adopting Toe Jam and Earl as uh, one of their secondary mascots behind Sonic. Hmm. So. So Toe Jam and Earl actually became something that they used to sell the product. And it is, it, and I can see why, because the, the characters are quirky, they're funny. They're, they make, you know, there's, there's lots of funny comments that they, interactions that they have together. Um, so in this game, Greg Johnson is the developer of the game. He was uh, the one who, he, he, was, he led the creation of the first one. Or co-created. He co-created it, but he was one of the bigger parts of it. So, if you want to know about this game, here we go. I'll tell you a little bit about it. Uh, they're back from the 90s. This iconic 90s duo is back in the groove. And what they've got to do is they've uh, landed on Earth. This whack planet is what they describe it as in the game. The whack planet Earth. And they have to retrieve all the pieces of their Ratmaster rocket. This game is co-op. You can play it multiplayer. And so one of you control Toe Jam, one of you control Earl. And you're trying to find pieces. And you're also trying to get back together. You have to get on these elevators to go to each uh, different world. 
And the creator, uh, Greg Johnson, actually, when he was rebooting, it was actually thinking about getting rid of the elevators because the purpose of the elevators in the original game was to distract the player while they loaded, while the game in the background loaded up the next level. <laughs> so the elevator was just kind of like a loading screen built into the game. Wow. And he's considered getting rid of it because he didn't need it anymore, obviously, because technology's a lot better now. And but the fan base is like, no, we love that. We, that's one of the things we like. So hmm. he kept it in. That's cool. And so they're calling this is the ultimate multiplayer game. They've added uh, instead of having just two playable characters, now you have nine playable characters. Um, like I was talking about the soundtrack earlier in the soundtrack spotlight, you can uh. There's like oh thirty groovy tunes, and they've remixed and they've remixed some of the old classic uh, songs off of the original game, and they've also added some new funky fresh bass lines. Nice. <laughs> and the guy creating the music, his name is Cody Wright. Sounds like a cool fella. <laughs> and uh, one of the other features is you return to the hyper funk zone to power up your character or freestyle awesome beats in a classic rhythm matching minigame. That's one of the things that they took out of part two was the rhythm matching minigame. Hmm. It's one of the things people liked about part two. So they put this into the reboot. Nice. I'll take some old school shit. Oh yes, and there's presents you find on the like on the map. You can find presents. Yeah, there's a lot of them. And that's yeah, there's over sixty powerful presents, and they help you in the game, give you power ups and stuff. But there's also fifty uh, Earthlings that are basically your enemies. There's one that uh, the one I remember is this hula hoop chick. She'd just be hula hooping around. I thought it was a hula chick. Well, well, hula hula hooping. Whatever. She didn't have a hoop. It was just a hula I thought dance. She had a hoop. No, she she didn't have a hoop. Well, damn. I thought she had a hoop. Anyway, she's hulaing then around with her <laughs> dress. Hula dress then. I could have swore she had a hula hoop. But it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> That's twice in one um, podcast. What the fuck is going on? You've got me twice, man. I'm failing no, her. It's she okay. has a hula skirt on. She has a lay on her head and her um neck. All right, my bad. And she's barefoot with uh, flowers on her feet. Let's see. I'm just. I asked why I got to play this game and get my mind refreshed. Got to help him. Because I played <laughs> Toe Jam and Earl on the emulators and stuff through the years. I've played it and I always enjoyed it. I, I didn't get to play it, it in its original form either, which would have been on the Genesis, right? Yes. They also released a third one. Get what it said. I I read it earlier. I forget. Anyway, they had a third game. It came out on a handheld, I think. Um, during the, this reboot, they've recrossed, they've refreshed the graphics. Of course, they've actually aged. Toe Jam and Earl, they've actually aged them. Oh wow! You can use the original design characters, or you can actually use the newly custom, made, new custom designed characters, which made them look a little older. In the new version, but you can also use the ones that look older, I mean, look younger. There's lots of secrets they put into the game on this one. They've added extra storylines, extra content. Uh, if you beat the game, you can go back and play it again, and Toe Jam and Earl will say different things to each other to give you more backstory about them. 
Well, that's cool. So they add a little bit of replayability into it, which I think is awesome. And um, one thing I'll recommend for you guys if you've never played it, go and find it out there. Just if you got a Genesis laying around, just go find you a copy of it. If you got it, if you know how to use emulators, pop it on your computer. Try it, Toe Jam or all. I think you'll really like it. It's just very funny. They're Funkadelic got their hats. You know, one of them's wearing their hat backwards. He's got three legs, and the other one's fat, but he's wearing his swimming trunks. <laughs> Only got the three legs is wearing the uh, Flavor Flav clock. Nice. <laughs> so the characters are very cool. Very unique. Uh, that's why they, that's and they're very funny. That's why this game is beloved. It's one of those games that people are huge fans of. You know, I'm sure you can find tons of. Uh, fan art and probably fan fiction about Toad Jam and Earl out there. I'm quite sure. And mm-hmm. it's uh, and there's also a fan of the game, and his name is Macaulay Culkin. He's a big fan of Toad Jam and Earl. He's actually already was able to play it uh, through. He played an early version of the game back in December, and he posted about it on the uh, on his Twitter account. And he's one of the in, in its list. He says, "Here's some things I'm doing instead of watching the Oscars." And <laughs> one of the number five, he's wearing a tuxedo, playing Toe Jam and Earl in the picture. <laughs> so that's pretty cool. And Macaulay Culkin, he's also been on Angry Video Game Nerd. He was on an episode of the James and Mike Mondays, and he had his Toe Jam and Earl shirt on, and he actually brought it up that he was uh, that he actually had contributed to the Kickstarter for it. And he's wearing the shirt on the James and Mike Monday episode, talking about it. So, Toe Jam and Earl is pretty popular. And yeah, I should have read this article all the way down. I could swear it says Nintendo Switch, PlayStation Four, Xbox One, and PC. Sure mm. does. You're welcome. Also, thank you. Did you know that the first French fry, a French fry, wasn't cooked in France? Where was it cooked? In Greece. Oh, shit. Ba-dum-bum. Ba-dum-bum. <laughs> <laughs> so basically to sum up Toe Jam and Earl, back in the groove, it's going to be cool. Check it out. <laughs> it's going to be funny. It's going to be hilarious. And that, and I mean, Toe Jam and Earl, if you want to know what this is going to be about, there's plenty of information out there, but I gave you a good summary of it. And it looks pretty cool. The, the reboot's looking pretty slick. So I'll definitely be picking this one up. So what do you two boys have to say about that? Sounds like a plan. What to me. are we talking about? There you go. Summed it up perfectly. I don't even know what I was talking about. Apparently, <laughs> so <laughs> I must have missed a question. I don't know. I, I really didn't hear the question. I was just asking if you had anything else to say about uh, Toe Jam and Earl. Oh, Toe Jam and Earl. Eh, uh, I don't know. The game had basically you just walk around. <laughs> You pick up presents and uh, run into some kooky uh, characters, sort of like Santa Claus yeah. and Hula Girls. And one thing is Hula weird. Hoops. If you're on Earth, why the hell is the background fucking space the entire time? Just saying. Hmm. Well, yeah. It's just a, <laughs> the, the level design is definitely from the 90s. Yes. So I'm <laughs> yeah, hoping no they fix that but problem that, in the they, reboot. They don't. They did not do so that. So they left it space. Like, oh, we've landed on Earth, but it's still yeah. effing space outside. Well, the fans of the game uh, definitely dictated a lot of the things they did in the reboot because uh, 
Of course. They like it the way it is, so he's like, ah, dude's yeah. like, dude, I want to keep stay true to the original. I agree with that. So yeah, I, that explains I like it. That. So that's good enough for me. Yeah, he didn't go all George Lucas on. Oh God, <laughs> let's reboot everything. Jar Jar Binks is now a bad guy. I think he was a bad guy anyway. I think he's a spy. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Then Talk there's that whole check it out. That whole Greedo shot first conspiracy. The whole that 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 whole debacle. Yeah, he just bumped him. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a thing in the solo movie that um, that they say. Don't tell me anything. Don't tell in. me anything. I'm not. I'm not telling you anything. I'm just saying there's a thing they say in the movie that would be interesting to you about that. Okay. Just don't say it. Check out. If you haven't watched Solo, that's a great movie. I have. By the I way, it is, it is a good Solo, movie. Solo. And it is on Netflix, Zach. It's on Netflix. Hey, I got plenty of time for Netflix. So, boom, watch that movie. It's good. It's the one of the better ones they've made. It's probably Actually, the best Star Wars movie they've made, I think. Uh, don't go there. No. Disney's no, made. Disney's made. Okay, now that I can agree with. Yes. Yes. Not, no, that I can not, agree not with. overall. No, no, no. No, I definitely wasn't saying that. That's that's ridiculous. But yeah, that is de- it, Solo is definitely the best one. Well, that one and Rogue One, those are those are the two best ones that Disney's had a hand yeah. in, in Rogue my opinion. Rogue One is good. All I can tell you. The reason you, I'd pick Solo over Rogue One is because Solo, to me, just stayed interesting the whole time. It was interesting throughout. Rogue mm. One had some points in it where it was like, boring. Right. But it was still great. Yep. And see, Solo, Solo to me, I mean, of course, Solo got a bad rap. I mean, it. Because of, because people hated the uh, episode eight. Yeah, the last what was it? Last Jedi or Force Awakening? One of those. The Last Jedi. People yeah, hated it. The Last Jedi. Overall. There, a lot of folks didn't like it, and then they kind of took it out on. I I really don't know. I mean, it, to me, it was a good movie, but I mean, I yeah, there were fine. parts. There were parts that you know, it just I don't know. Was it was it just the weird? Best? But, no. I thought it was better than episode one and episode De- two. Yeah, definitely better than episodes one and two. I don't know. I really I I think actually liked I episode one. Episode one was... was uh, it was okay. Was, uh, Except for Jar Jar Binks. Me said, I think we're going to die with a cock in our mouth. I don't, I'm not <laughs> sure what that had to do with... Cock and a cock and a cock. Jedi, but it's whatever. Well, the thing is, for me, episode one, I don't hate it. I don't hate episode but, one. Episode one actually gives I, you um, a good story. I still say that, you know, the episode eight was way better than that. Than episode one and two. Episode eight's way better than one. I will say that I haven't watched eight, I guess. Now, The Last Jedi, it's actually on Netflix also. Oh, so, yeah. now nah, I'm not going to spend three hours watching fucking Star Wars, so go ahead and tell me about it. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not telling you about it on the podcast. We'll tell you about it later. <laughs> But guys, now we gotta come. We gotta wrap this baby up. Oh, this is yeah. our second episode of season two, and it's long. And it's long as so fuck. Hell yeah, we talk a lot. That's what we do. But it's your podcast, and you're probably at work right now, or you're exercising in the gym or something, and you needed something to listen to. You're so, welcome. You did. It. We gave it for to the you. quantity. There may not be any quality <laughs> in it, but there's quantity. <laughs> Got plenty of. Oh, it. it's quality not- quantity. 
We might not have said a whole lot of shit, but we we sure enough said a lot, didn't we? We sure enough <laughs> shit a lot said. Well, if you've been listening to our podcast this far, you definitely know who we are now. So you know what we're about. If you're new, we're sorry. Go back and listen to season one. It's better. Yeah, <laughs> listen to season one. <laughs> Get a shirt. That's Get that shirt. Do. The links are Get down in the description. Wear it with Support pride. The podcast. And then when somebody asks you what the hell it is, tell them about the podcast. Show them how technologically advanced you are. Show them on their Apple Heck Watch yeah. how to fucking put their podcast on their Apple Watch, Series 3 and 4. <laughs> Apple, I need a watch. All right, we'll see. Zach, while you're talking <laughs> now, just tell everybody where they can find you out there on the internet. Well, as if you uh, aren't new around here, I'm at, at Genova Destro on the Twitter, Genova Destro on the YouTube, Genova Destro on Twitch. And if you want to find me in various other locations, such as Epic Games, Battle.net, or Steam, make sure you comment below that says something about... uh playing some games with uh with Zach and then maybe I'll uh, find you and we'll play some games. Heck yeah, that's a lovely invitation. Trust me, you will definitely not regret it. So put that down in the comments. That's awesome. Scott, what about you, my friend? What you got? Uh you can find me on the YouTubes at the Games of Death. And on Twitter I am at Death Dealer Three. All right, short and sweet. I love it. And I go by Tonic on my channel, Bang Bang Potato. I am back to live streaming again, so please come by and check those out. Subscribe to my channel and hang out with me during the live streams. Check out our YouTube channel for Horton Brothers Grimm. That's right. Horton Brothers Grimm on YouTube. I am going to be uploading these episodes to there straight away as soon as they're released on iTunes and everywhere else. They'll be on YouTube now, so... Please follow there just in case you want to listen on YouTube instead of the other platforms. So there's more places to find. And sometimes... And we also have gameplay videos. Yeah, we have gameplay videos. Sometimes we have streams. I'm thinking about streaming soon on uh, HBG. So Yes, yes. we got a lot more things we're going to be doing now since Season two's kicking off. We're definitely going to have to... It's very possible that I may acquire Kingdom Hearts 3. Oh, yes. Because that was one of the main reasons I bought a fucking PlayStation, right? Might as well put it to use. <laughs> yep, that's a good idea. Fuck your DLC. And you also can tweet us, guys. It's uh, <laughs> at Horton Grimm on Twitter. <laughs> and you can email us at HortonBrothersGrimm at gmail.com. Yeah, and also you send, website out. send your... Uh, your like uh, handles and stuff for your Battle.net, your Epic Games, and your Steam. And in the email, it'd be a lot easier. But also comment, too. And five stars. You can you can email anything you want to to Zach. He wants your email. I don't want anything. I just want the handles. <laughs> you don't send anything because I won't check it. Because uh, Mr. Chris, I, I'll let you know. Mr. Chris is the main one that checks the email. I don't check the email. I check the YouTube account and I check the comments on the podcast. I don't check the email. Just to make that clear, Chris will forward don't me worry, the names. Though. 
that I need. Yes. If you sent the information, he will get it. We will all get it. Trust me. I'll add you to my stuff. Scott will add Keep you to your Keep your pictures. That'll, that'll happen. Yeah, don't send him a picture of your actual handle, guys. <laughs> yeah, so. that's information nobody needs, bro. That's... <laughs> Listen, you bell end. <laughs> hey, ain't nobody got time and for If that. you want to know what a bell end is, you, you make sure you Google it and you put it in... Uh, Private mode. <laughs> <laughs> Go to Urban Dictionary and type in belly and you'll it's, know what it is. It's very prominent in Britain, but not in the yes. U.S. Uh, but I like it better than saying the other one. I'm going to let you guess what it is first. I'll let you figure it out. Episode three, I will say what a belly end is. And the anticipation is killing us. That's right, because it's going to be like two All weeks. Right, guys. Three weeks. Who knows? How, who knows how long it's going to take? So it's yeah, going to yeah, be yeah. two two weeks after these are released, guys. We're going to be we're, we'll be back on schedule the proper way. So the two weeks from the from now that this episode episode one or two are released at the same time. So two weeks from now you'll have episode. That's three a treat for you guys. Us. We put in overtime for this shit. That's right, overtime, baby. All right, well, that'll wrap us up, guys. Thank you so much for stopping by and listening to oh, our yeah. podcast. We really appreciate you. And your support. And this is the part of the podcast. It's always a blast. Where we say goodbye. Laters. Adios. Bye. Toda. <laughs>